Wise, intelligent, legendary, poor, righteous teachers, crew, renegade culture. You already know what it is. What's happening? Renegade coaches in the building. Yo, Renegade, guess who's back? Oh boy. Guess who's, who's back? back and blacker than ever, straight from the beaches. He does have a tan. North Carolina. I'm always tan, brother. Oh. I'm a dark brown <laughs> man. I am so dark. I am like the blackest brother you've ever seen. Yes, W.E.B. Du Bois black. Yeah. I'm darker than W.E.B. Du Bois. I'm, I'm Garvey black up uh-uh. in this bitch up today. Adam you know Clayton Powell black. Nah, yeah. brother. I am deep chocolate freaking. King Capri I'm Black. I'm trying to think who. No, not King Capri. Wesley Snipes Black. Oh, uh, uh, Christopher Williams uh, Black. Oh, yeah. no, no. Wrong I'm Denzel Washington mixed up with chocolate all the way live black. George, and back. George Washington mixed with Sally Hemmings. Oh, God. Yeah. I don't got to take this. Y'all. All right. It's yeah. Renegade Welcome culture. Black. It's Renegade Coach. Oh, it's not his fault. He's born that way. Anyway, oh, my God. ladies and gentlemen. We are happy to have in our presence today. That's right. Because he's a rare co-host nowadays. Oh. <laughs> he's made two out of the last four shows. Yo, yo, I know y'all miss me, yo. I know y'all miss I me. I know you miss me. Boy George Black. Oh. Anyway. <laughs> Why do you know that song, B? Why uh, you know that song? Like, I was, I was you know, rock, you know, rock song, loving. Come on, man. Knock it off. My man, Naka, you did a great job, my man. You held the show down when I was going. Oh, yeah. How you know what I'm saying? Shout out to Naka. Shout out to Naka. Yeah. Wise and Chosen, Wise, you did nothing but just. No, Wise was dope. <laughs> wise was dope. was dope. Okay. What about wise. the host? I don't, I don't remember who else was there, but yeah. yo, my man Naka was building it up. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, I want to announce that, um, I will be moving to iHeartRadio or no, XM Radio or whoever the hell else will accept me. They're never going to accept out me. Of this, <laughs> this is it for you. Out of this. This is it for you. This rambunctious stage. Ladies and gentlemen, first of all, I got to say that we are now not going to be going to need some sound effects uh-uh. for this right here. You get the job. Uh-huh. Not going to be sleeping on the job sometimes. Uh-huh. 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 We are here live. On our 20th show. Yay! Yes, show boys. 20. Yes. I know. Yeah. I think he got yeah. it. I think we can. You got it. Yeah. You got that. He got that. He's like, okay. I got that. Yeah. Knock a knock some. Nah. Yeah. Nah. Shout out to the ear doctor in the know building. What I'm saying? Not yeah. too much smoking. Not too much smoking. Oh, knock a knock yeah. doctor had an earache last week. His girl ain't around. He's good. All right. It's all good. Anyway, shout out to Loose. Loose is on set. Not this set. But on some set, uh-huh. Loose came through last week. You know what I'm saying? We got to talk about Loose. You know I heard his saying? kids got locked out or something like that. But, some but crazy besides the kids getting locked out. Oh, my bad. Oh, oh, oh damn. Camera <laughs> in. We're in former drug. You can't kill the game. That's I heard the kids got locked out. Yo, <laughs> 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 said he heard the man's kids got locked Luce out. Loose got one less kid this week. <laughs> 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 Yo. We don't know what happened, but oh, we just know there's one less in the house. I wouldn't even talk about that, Loose. You know what I'm saying? This guy right here, I don't know where he comes from. Get one tan and lose it. Anyway, oh, I, um, Luce came in with a writer last week, Holmes. Oh, wow. We got to talk about that later on. A writer? Luce, I mean, after the show. I know the brother. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? Close to the family. Mm-hmm. Faggy is family. All right. But he comes to the joint <laughs> after the show, and he said, hey, you don't know why I'm here? I said, no. You know what I'm saying? He said, uh, oh, Luce is like, oh, this is my man right here. You know what I'm saying? Uh, 
I figured we was looking for a writer for the show. A writer for, for the show? show? Like, man, I mean, like, Kamal missed two shows, and all of a sudden... <laughs> we going to write some scripts Yeah, shit? we got Walt Whitman or somebody writing for us. Uh, I was going to say, what? We need, like, <laughs> what, we need dialogue or something uh, like that? Man, we got jokes? Hire Paul Mooney. What's going uh, on? Man, where he at this week, then? Where the jokes? Where the oh, jokes at? Where the script? Nah, it was a political joint. We're going to uh, talk about that later on. Anyway... You listen to Renegade Coach, we supposed to be talking about some other stuff, but Kamal came and filibustered the conversation. Oh, so we only got like one minute to go into it. In this particular segment. What are we going to do? Uh, episode 20. We have a very important thing to talk about because of the fact that, uh, first of all, we supposed to have been talking about it. I know, one, I know. Probably for the last uh, 100 years. Yeah. Mm. Um, secondly, uh, Daruba is threatened to do all kinds of violent things, so anybody on broadcast... That means Daruba Ben Wahad, former Black Panther Party <laughs> member, leader of the New York Panthers, Panther 21. True that. He is gunning for my man Kalaji. Yo, no, Daruba, he's not gunning for me. I've always been down with you, my man. Yeah, Daruba. right. Always been. I hey, told him... Shout I told out him to like, Dean. I told him like 10 episodes ago, yo, what's, what's, what's up with the Congo? We need to talk about the Congo. We, we know what he's talking about. We my know. man Kalaji was like, yo, fuck that. I want to do current wow. topics. He's like, let's wow. get some women up in here naked. I was like, yo, <laughs> it's not that kind of show. Oh, man. I'm just saying. Anyway, we got my man Kwame Wilbur in the building. Hey. He is a black man. I just want you to know that Wilbur thing. Wow. Watch it come out. I'm just saying, you know, that's like that's a little colonial thing Watch happening up in the house. He didn't change that wow. name. Watch it. He just changed out. that first. Oh. <laughs> Got him came out. My man Kwame from the Friends of the Congo. And we're going to get serious when we come back from this from this intro because we're going to talk about the history of the Congo, the current crisis that's happening, what U.S. foreign policy looks like and how it's participating and directing some of the action that's happening. And like my man Kalanji was saying, this is something we should have been talking about and it's really serious because we, we hear about Syria, we hear about other foreign events, mm, things no happening, but we don't hear about what's happening on the continent, and we need to get that straight tonight. And at the end of the show, we're going to be launching a major campaign that we will be partnering with Friends of Congo on. All right. Okay, all right. so um, don't touch that dial. We get be the strap. back. Renegade coach in the building. campaign strategist, identify the activist, label him extreme, tell him Rosa hit the road, get that bad winch off the team, it's about the green, and giving it to the rich, Robert Mueller puts the pressure, trying to find a snitch, it's like Rockefellers, turn Carter's page, back to the Nixon era, you know Watergate, now we in like Flynn, hold down the Manafort, he tried to ban Muslims, thank God for higher courts, dude is just evil, taxes unbelievable, and we never got to see, it's like them shits is unretrievable, is it even feasible when everything is just for views, he can release his own taxes, then tweet his fake news. He got him in the pews. He had the biggest inauguration. The Constitution is a fixture. He's making alterations. Always on vacation to play golf in Mar-a-Lago. Illegal immigrants mixed in with the cargo. Now tell me how far that wall go. How much will it cost? And how about Puerto Rico? The power's still off. His name is Donald. And Fred ain't raised no wussy. He ain't no Billy D, so he just grabs him by the pussy. As for allegation, there's 16 open cases. Since before Central Park 5, we knew he was racist and sexist. The clown is reckless. The fool is at the button playing with a death wish. Death wish. What's happening, Renegade coaches in the building? Uh, very special day in uh, world history. Uh-huh. Today happens to be what? September 6th. Yeah. And on this day, September 6th, 2018. What happened? 
on this very day right now, uh-huh. we are celebrating our 20th episode. Oh, all right, uh, yeah. Of Renegade Culture. Brat, 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 brat. Mr. Wilberg, did you clap for that? I didn't hear it. Oh, the man said, you know what I'm saying? The man called you. Mr. Wilberg said, he's clapping clap inside. He's like, oh, damn. <laughs> <laughs> I never stopped. You never <laughs> stopped clapping. <laughs> never stopped clapping. That's right, boy. <laughs> Mr. Clapton. All right. <laughs> anyway, this is a damn shame. We're having a serious show. And we can't find we ain't one get serious, serious yet. Guest. Not yet. No, I know. Every guest come yet. In. They got more jokes than you do. Yeah. I mean, there's a funny. Uh, I mean, but you know. He got disappointed. Oh, <laughs> damn. Anyway, though. anyway, Kamau and uh, uh, this next brother right here, I'm at Kwame. native New Yorkers. That's no, right. Uh, Pass through New York. Pass oh, through New York. But you were there for a number of years, I, I brother. Love y'all. I love y'all. Yeah. They say, love y'all. You didn't live in Connecticut, though. You never lived in Connecticut. Wow. Uh, nobody I, nobody really I, lives in Connecticut. I hail from Guyana, man. man ah, hail from Guyana. Home of Walter Rodney. True. Shout out to Walter Rodney. Yeah. You know Walter. what I'm saying? You know, who, who lived a, a powerful life. Respect. And who is one of the most underrated um brothers warriors who left this plane in 1980 intellectuals yeah. philosophers organizers that's right that's right the famous book how europe underdeveloped africa True that. that's right talking about we all pay homage to that and it all connects to what it is we talking about today because it's one world africa yeah you know what yeah. i'm saying and this is um what we're talking about today is one of the most important places on the planet mm. um i think it's what number 19 as far as population if i'm not um uh, if i'm not uh mistaken 70 million people 70 yeah. million people 70 yeah. million people and with that 70 million people we have to say that at least 10 percent of those people have been victims of genocide mm. courtesy of this government and others so tonight we're going to talk about we're going to talk to one of our guys mr uh, Kwame Wilberg from Friends of the Congo. Kwame, what's happening, brother? Hey, man, I'm good. You know, y'all, y'all really live it up, man. Hey, you like that? Re- you like I that? like your spot. This is the place True. to be. But we ain't gonna let them know where you at. So. We go. No, 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 no. <laughs> oh no, we do need to let them know. That's right. We have playback sound we, studio. We, we have playback studio. Oh and my bad. Kwame Play Kwame back. just trying to say, don't let them know tonight while he's here. Oh, word. just in case somebody won't get funky. Uh, and uh, yeah, and inside the belly of the beast, these are liberated spaces, right? That's right. true. Carve brother. out your little Kilombo, your little maroon. That's what you gotta do. It seems to me that when we forget that, that's right. Uh, uh, the, the struggle continues. So, um, big respect for y'all uh, lifting up the Congo, lifting up ourselves. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know what I'm saying? And you talk about um, we, we wanted to speak about what's happening right now in the Congo, but um, again, um, this is a crisis that has been like it never stopped i yeah, mean yeah you know you you're talking about the the european invasion of the continent with the portuguese and them rolling in so today where it seems like we're doing to ourselves what folks been doing to us yeah, right. yeah. you know so right now it's a serious political crisis where people feel that in effect the current kabila government joseph kabila backed up by britain and the united states and the west mm-hmm. um you know, and their allies, Uganda and Rwanda particularly, eh, we got to call them out. They're from the continent, but just because every African apparently in an African. Yeah, that's right. You, know, you right. were talking about black skin just now. That's right. Now, but we're not going to go there. <laughs> Stay away from that. But um, so there's some serious struggle. I mean, the person who is in charge of the Congo right now, Joseph Kabila, who right. put there after supposedly his father, and the struggle over that. Laurent Kabila died back in 2001. He was assassinated. Um, 
is actually, it's a neo-colonial state, mm -hmm. to facilitate the continuous extraction of the tremendous resources that the Congo has. And it seems to me as, as if the Europeans and the Western world appreciates the resources of the continent more than we do mm -hmm. in some mm -hmm. ways, because they certainly know. Whether you're talking about water, the rainforest, the tremendous resources, like we talk about coal tan, cobalt, everything that makes the world work, mm -hmm. really, copper. Um, that's what the battle is for. So we have a political crisis where the current administration in the Congo under Kabila was supposed to have elections back in 2016. Mm -hmm. He danced around and, and pushed it back. And um, now the next elections are supposed to be in December mm -hmm. this year. People are very doubtful because he gets to pick the um, slate of candidates that's going to go against him. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. And so this guy really has uh, no reason to leave. Interesting, you might ask, you know, um, how is he staying in power if so many people within the country are on the street demonstrating? Significant institutions, even some, um, some of those colonial ones, mm -hmm. one might say, but, you know, they have their role to play. The mm -hmm. Catholic Church has spoken out, and he's come down heavy. Spoken out against. Against this, Kabila. Yeah. As, um, the United Nations, the largest peacekeeping force on the face of the earth, um, is deployed in, in the Congo to keep the peace and hopefully facilitate some kind of restoration of justice, mm -hmm. maybe. Well, I would just say this. Remember when the UN um, intervened in the Congo back in, shortly after Lumumba, got elected. Yeah, yeah, Remember yeah, yeah. what happened then? Yeah. So, hey, I, I say this, you know, I don't want to, <coughs> well, I could slam the UM a little, yeah, little yeah, yeah. but it's a place to struggle, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? So, I wouldn't say I'm against the UN, but we can't look to them for liberation. Say, yeah. You know, so the liberation of the Congo, the liberation of us here inside the belly of the beast, mm -hmm. like, um, like Nairi said, the African liberation can't be paid for with the American dollar. So when you talk about there's a current crisis, what does that mean in terms of people on the street? Like, are there are there people dying right now in the Congo that we're right. not hearing about? Because I was just going to say quickly, um, you know, we in our in mainstream media in the United States, we are not told about what's happening in the Congo. There's black folks who have sympathy for other folks all around the world, but because they are, uh, all of us are somewhat ignorant on what's happening on the continent, particularly with the crisis happening in the continent. We're not aware, like, what's the raw numbers. So what, what's well, happening in the street amongst people um, that this regime is, is doing? Like, what, what was happening there? Right. Okay. So, wonderful uh, uh, question, because it's not just, it's a political uh, status quo kind of maintained, but it's a very human crisis. That's why this the scale of the human suffering as the definitive factor in this discussion about the Congo mm -hmm. at this time. It is, in effect, what you're saying about human suffering, and where um, the exploitation of the natural resources of the Congo requires requires chaos. As you mentioned, Walter Rodney before he talks about crisis in the periphery that this crisis facilitates the extraction and the vulnerability of the indigenous people, which makes it easier for your multinational pirates to come in and mm -hmm. rip people out. Mm -hmm. So the crisis in the Congo does have to do with something like in, in terms of debt, uh, upwards of six million people dying since um, mm -hmm. back in 19, after the Rwandan genocide, yeah, yeah. right? That kind of escalated the, the crisis. So mm -hmm. that's that's one why are they dying why are they being displaced huge amount of what you call internal displacement in the congo mm -hmm. because they happen to have the um unfortunate the misfortune to be born 
on top of resources that people want. Mm -hmm. Coal, tan, cobalt, diamonds, a, a yeah, list yeah. as long. So these people are press ganged into digging the stuff out of the earth mm -hmm. and they don't use it in the Congo. Yeah, yeah. You can believe it ends up somewhere on Wall Street or whatever. Mm -hmm. uh, all right. So the international community, the decent international community depends on these resources of the Congo mm -hmm. to support the um, the whole for the for the for the Africans in the street is hell yeah. because um, the government that's supposed to protect them supposed to um, actual fair market deals mm -hmm. are uh, propped up and they benefit from mm -hmm. selling their people out. Well, the violence that's used to help maintain this status quo is facilitated through some of their neighbors, mm -hmm. like Rwanda mm -hmm. and and Uganda. Mm -hmm. So in terms of people, for instance, in the street, as you mentioned, in eastern Congo, where Goma is one of the major capitals, tremendous amount of money and resources pass through there. Mm -hmm. But there's guns. So mm -hmm. the people, if, if you got a gun and you're a soldier in the Rwandan army that does have a presence, that does have a, a presence in the eastern Congo that comes under the, the um, cover, the mm -hmm. fig leaf that... They're, they want to prevent the Hutu terrorists who, the entire hammer in them, who fled across the border after the genocide in Rwanda, that they're trying to come back. So Rwanda needs to have a presence, um, hot pursuit, yeah, yeah, like yeah. the South Africans yeah. said, to take them out. But no, they're in there. You got guns, you got diamonds in the ground, you got coal tan and people willing to buy, you know, a weapon is currency. But where do they get the weapons from? Where do they, do they get the ammunition from? Mm -hmm. How come formations like M23? That was a, 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 a terrorist rebel group, mm -hmm. well-funded, mm -hmm. um, that supposedly was organized by the Rwandan army. Mm -hmm. uh, they end up over there, and they're exploiting diamonds, etc., like that. So, um, the, the, for the person in the street in the Congo, yeah. they're at war. Mm -hmm. They're at war with their own government. Mm -hmm. They're at war because the land, whatever they live on, other folks are trying to get it. Mm -hmm. And the world, you ask... But, you know, how come a whole lot of people don't know? They might not know, but they're connected to the Congo yeah, yeah. in a historical sense and in a contemporary sense. The global economy does not function without the Congo. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. No. So it's safe to say the Congo is probably one of the most important places on the planet, uh, let alone Africa. The second largest rainforest. <clears throat> and what's her name? The sister from Kenya that won the Nobel Peace Prize and then she died. For, she was an environmentalist. Mm -hmm. um, Wangari Matai? I think that's it, but I'm not sure. She, um, she pointed out that if the Congo goes, that's one, the lungs of the earth. Yeah, yeah. You know, is the Amazon and the Congo. You look at tremendous rainforest. You look at the, 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 the hydroelectric capacity mm -hmm. of the uh, Congo. The um, Congo River, uh, there's a dam on the Congo River called the Inga, Inga Dam. As you under, uh, could appreciate, people, visionaries like um, um, Nkrumah, who understood like the need for Africa to have its own resources, and not just fossil fuels, but a hydroelectric power, with its contradictions. Mm -hmm. We know that there's mm -hmm. a lot of environmental problems. But just speaking about the capacity of the Congo, the Inga Dam um, has the capacity, well, the Congo River has the capacity pr to provide power mm -hmm. for the continent of Africa. Mm -hmm. And then um, with some leftover for the Mediterranean era, area. So, so much so that there was a conference a couple of years ago where they were speaking about the potential of the Congo River and if they build us another Inga Dam. Mm -hmm. 
but everybody at that conference was European. There was no Africans there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, you know. Yeah, so, so it's, it's like the, the spirit of uh, of Leopold lives, huh? Yeah. Uh, interesting point um, to, to, to raise up Leopold now, but to go through um, uh, the Lumumba era um, that launched this, um, in a way, launched this crisis. Um, Lumumba, of course, Patrice Lumumba um, becomes um, elected as president back in 1960 mm -hmm. right. at the height of the Cold War, though, and also saying stuff that these folks don't want to hear, like, you know, hey, you know, we happen to live here. These resources should be for us. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. the Belgians coming in saying, you know, you're ungrateful, whatever. You can't talk to us like that. Mm -hmm. And they get, uh, 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 I was going to say they get a brother. Like uh, <laughs> voodoo, yeah. but you know yeah. that goes. Like somebody's brother, somebody's brother. Every brother is a brother, right? But but use because yeah. quote, the quote unquote Zaire is actually stable. It looks like right stable because it's in the arms of the West. It's used yeah. as a um, a bastion in the Southern African struggle. Remember that is from the from the then Zaire mm -hmm. that a lot of the. Um, the war against the freedom fighters in the frontline states, mm -hmm. you know, is waged. So in cahoots with the West and the, the um, racist apartheid state, mm -hmm. that's what, and, and of course, after Zaire, you know, like a cheap, with all due respect to, the, to women, yeah, men yeah, yeah. are prostitution. It, what did they do with, um, with uh, Mobutu after the end of the Cold War? They got rid of no more, yeah, yeah. So we we gonna we gonna come back um, and talk about Mobutu. We're gonna talk about Patrice Lumumba, who is mm -hmm. a very important uh, African, African revolutionary. Yeah, yes, yeah. definitely yeah. important African revolutionary who was assassinated, I believe, yeah. at age thirty six, um, yeah. and who was one of our greatest thinkers. Uh, and even the history of I'm sorry, even the history of Kabila, which at one point, I yes. was my understanding, was on the revolutionary side, right, and actually right, right, somebody right. that Che Guevara. Train. Went to Cuba yeah, to right. work with, right? Right, right. Yeah. right. And we want to trace about, that history. The father, yeah. The elder. Yeah. yeah, the elder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. Right. So we want to trace that history a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Right. And talk more about that because I think it's important for folks to really be grounded in that history of where the Congo is, what's mm -hmm. important is, uh, particularly its role in terms of anti colonial struggle. And like you were saying at the very end, how that struggle, when the, when sort of Europeans got tired of it or didn't think they needed to have as much control and they pulled out the stability just didn't develop because folks started fighting within mm -hmm. you know, we're so. going to talk about all of that when we get back um along with the carving of africa and mm -hmm. how the congo became the congo we'll be right back at you renegade culture Get me, uh, 
Walk in my shoes, devil trying to fit me uh, But he don't know I got the power fit me Nah, he don't know I got the power What up? We live and direct once again Renegade culture. Yo, we did that on teamwork, timing. That was everything uh, right there. That was wonderful, wonderful. <laughs> I know you don't like that. You're like, we do teamwork, brother? Not What's really. wrong with you? Anyway. <laughs> <You're right. laughs> yeah, Renegade coach Kamal's back. That's right. Kamal's in the building. Here are my European guest hosts, Alonji. Oh. oh. <laughs> he made a mistake. He said he's, he he's Kalanji's European guest host. Oh, that's not. I made no mistakes uh, on that one. You know uh, what I'm saying? Anyway, my man just came back from the south of France. Uh, with the tan, you know uh, what I'm saying? South of ain't bad with yeah. the tan, you know what I'm saying? Okay, okay. I was hitting the beaches, all of it. You know, with no socks on, hitting the beaches okay. for real. Y'all okay. know, wow. y'all get that reference, but Don't man, slugs. Kalanji, white socks, Johnson here up in the space, wow. you know what I'm saying? This man right I never here. told you that story. I tell you that story yeah. off the air about my man at the wedding with the white socks oh, on. Oh, Yeah, yeah, no, it was like that. It was a moment. Kwame. Everybody, hey, you don't know how to go to the beach. Kwame does not. Like, Kwame, Kwame looking down. Kwame's like, what's going on? He's looking down. Kwame's been drinking too. I like white socks. What do you gave him, don't worry about it. Hey, anyway, um, we back yes, talking about we, the Congo. Uh, I mean, Kamal was looking like he was in Algiers. He always, he always got like, it. It's a good place. It's a good place. I know. That's, saying, that's, like, he can't just leave it alone <laughs> and, and move on with the show. He's feeling it. He's an African. I'm trying, I'm trying to know. He always got to do one more slug. Anyway, he can't leave the one slug alone. Anyway, we're talking about move on. Anyway, we're talking about Mobutu. No, no relation to Kamal. Oh, we're gonna go ahead and we're gonna take it back to we're gonna recap. Some of the things we talked about. We got Ooh. my guest, uh, our guest, Kwame in the building, Kwame Wilbur. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Straight out, formerly of the Al Sharpton Network, but now he's oh. the right oh. <laughs> My fellow African. Love brother. to you too. Yes, oh, damn. Oh, low. That's a low blow. Anyway. It's a low, low blow. <laughs> oh, man. So, Kwame, tell us a little bit about what's going on in the Congo. You were telling us before uh, okay. we go on. So, so, what we touched on is the fact that. The central challenge of the Congo today remains as it always was, that the Europeans, um, following up on the Berlin Conference, you, t you talked about that division, set up this state, this place, as an outpost for the extraction of the natural resources of the continent. Do we know? I mean, the, that first resource on a macro level was mm -hmm. us, right? Mm -hmm. right. You know, so, um, and then we, sp we spoke that the, our ancestors there, um, historically, and of course the youth today, are consistently attempted to disrupt this original design, right? Um, and control the affairs of the Congo themselves. And we see how that came to promise, the promise of the Congo with the election of Lumumba. Mm -hmm. We see how the counter-revolutionaries and the, and the West disrupted that by killing them, mm -hmm. right? right? And we talked about the UN. Remember the whole discussion of how they went in and didn't go in and kind yeah, of yeah. set him up. Mm -hmm. So UN are uh, kind of like the security guards of... Uh, they're kind of like uh, like crossing guards of, of, of war. Yeah, yeah. Kinda, they yeah. don't really do anything like, I it, see you, let's it, 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 Exactly. It's, yeah. it's, it's a weird but situation. But they help stabilize whatever formation the is there, the oppression. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Right. yeah. Right. So we see the um, <clears throat> the U.S. and 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 the West in terms of their imperial um, 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 objectives, and they set up the fallen leaders, Mobutu, you talked about, mm -hmm. and, and, and others. And then we see that um, Mobutu and the current um, Kabila are set up and, and backed up by the West. The Congolese youth, um, we were talking out here about art and culture. There's, there's a tremendous amount of work being done by um, the Congo. Uh, the, the militant forces that fought against Mobutu during the Zaire era, mm -hmm. you know, folks were crushed and, and, and killed. So art as a weapon is a seat, but it's, it doesn't get out. 
So yeah. this project that you're talking about going forward, um, and like I was speaking with brother earlier, the artist got to envision, got to see um, forward beyond the struggle. So they're doing some work. We'll talk about that another time. So, um, and the Congo struggle is Africa's struggle. Mm -hmm. It's a global struggle. You know, a lot of, um, some of our colleagues at, at Morehouse doing some work pointing out that a lot of the Africans here, mm -hmm. if you pay attention to the way we roll, the food, some of the music and stuff, some of the, it comes out of the Congo uh, right. co co collection. So I just wanted to kind of. No, no, I think that's really important. I wanted, I wanted to trace back some of that, that history that we were, you just went over a little bit. And because the Kabila name now, you know, is decades long in terms of holding power in the Congo. But at one point, he was almost, the, the name was almost a footnote in history. Um, and at one point, it also seemed like Kabila was on the, the right good side or the right side of the revolutionary struggle. Can you talk a little bit about the Kabila history and what what took place that one got the father in power and where did that sort of go off tracks and where did sort of the money and the power become more important than the people for that for that family and that struggle? Right. So if you go way back to, to Kabila and his involvement in the um, in the anti-colonial struggle, you know, people talk about the um, you know, the, the uh, Che Guevara, mm -hmm. I would say, I was going to say. And I, 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 it was the Cuban um, initiative, you know, certainly Fidel had to sign off on that yeah. expedition to solidarity um, with the struggling people of Africa that will continue not only in the Congo, but plays a critical role later. Mm -hmm. And so Kabila is, um, and I don't have all the details about that, yeah, but yeah. Kabila is, is involved in this, um, this, 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 collective struggle against imperialism. So he encounters um, Che and, and, his, mm -hmm. and, and other folks, and he continues afterwards to struggle against um, uh, Mobutu. Mm -hmm. um, you know, he does come to power after, like I said, Mobutu is kind of tossed to the side by the West. You know, we use you up. And um, caught up in the, in the dynamics of the post-Rwandan um, um, uh, geno genocide. Mm -hmm. You know, um, he, he comes to power, but he starts to, people are concerned because the relationship with the multinational corporations, there isn't this clean break <laughs> with, with, um, with um, the West, the oppressive West. So it's interesting you, you mentioned that um, where does he move from being a champion of the people to kind of getting into this weird space, and then he then he's killed, of course. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But it's this neo-colonial status mm -hmm. that seems to plague. Even I mean, should look at South Africa. You know, at the promise of the revolution, yeah. and then you end up with people saying, "Hey, we're gonna make a deal with you." Zimbabwe, where at the brink of of victory, the folks come and say, "No, let's sign this this document." So I think Kabila and and the first enters into this relationship with the West that says, hey, you know, as uh, Eddie Grant says, you know, we invited you to a party. It's a war party. Mm -hmm. And so so he can't deliver. Yeah, yeah. And um, the multinational corporations that you talk about are still there. They, you know, because think about it. After all the exploitation, the extraction of resources, the chaos that's necessary for this abuse, it's got to go somewhere. Mm -hmm. And these multinationals, Anglo Gold, Ashanti, um, some of the other major mining companies, they're heavily involved, not only in, in uh, Colombia. Uh, Glencore is another uh, important company that's not only in the Congo, but in other parts mm -hmm. of Africa. Mm -hmm. um, these people play a big role in this whole, uh, this chain, um, this this um, process of who gets elected as leader. Yeah. Um, the younger Kabila, um, Joseph, 
-hmm. becomes um, head of state from being a, a, a combatant, um, in a, a soldier in the uh, rebel forces, in 2001, he, um, and it's clear that from very early, that, that he's not going to be um, working in the interest of the people. Mm -hmm. but, uh, and also remember, it's funny, Congo is a vast state, and this right. is a, uh, a relatively weak government with all its military uh, power. Mm -hmm. Interestingly enough, though, if you think uh, Mobutu was seemingly able to, I want to say there was peace, but peace is not justice, like peace is thousand yeah, yeah, point. Of course, yeah. And you see the terrible exploitation that um, Mobutu ex um, lived in this great will, yeah. you know, this self-indulgence. Mm -hmm. um, so people are looking to the Kabilas to do something different. It Stabilize. Because you so. also have, there's a great train of thought that Kabila is just a cover for not only the multinationals, but in, in a large way, allows the Rwandans and the Ugandans to run roughshod over the Eastern Congo, mm -hmm. uh, Goma. Mm -hmm. So, you know, he, he has maintained power largely by with the assistance of the um, foreign corporations who benefit from the chaos. Mm -hmm. They don't care. Mm -hmm. And when you talk about the scale of over six million people dying, massive displacement of Congolese people, imagine if that was happening in Italy or, mm -hmm. you know, or, or Europe Israel. somewhere, yeah. Israel. Or Germany. You know, yeah. Obama would have been like, you know, you can't do that. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. Um, it's not a Freudian slip I mentioned his name because... If that's the height of expectation in terms of what black folks can be, yeah. be all you can be or something. And what does that mean for African people around the world? Well, shoot, the Africa Africom. Command continues. Yeah. You know, Africa, um, yeah. He says, we don't want strong men in Africa, yet Kabila and them can't stay in power. Yeah. You know, um, without the endorsement of, of these great powers. Mm -hmm. They can't live. They can't become president, they can't maintain president, and they can't die mm -hmm. unless somebody in Washington or London or Paris signs off on it. Mm -hmm. And I'm kind of luring to Lumumba's assassination. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And let, let's talk about Lumumba's assassination because of the fact that, um, you know, people hear the name Patrice Lumumba, and um, unfortunately most folks, uh, him being one of the more prominent or popular leaders of the 20th century, um, folks still are clueless as to who Patrice Lumumba was. So can you give us a little uh, briefing of who Patrice I mean, Lumumba was? So, 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 so Lumumba, you know, um, uh, first of all, he brings together a party that's not based on just on these tribal regional groupings, but really is talking about the agenda, the, the program, which is about liberation. So much so that when he is elected as, as president, Back, back in 1960. And um, the, um, the Congolese, um, the, the Belgium um, head of state, one of the royal family, quote unquote, royal, in quotation, <laughs> comes to give his comment about, you know, we've, we've journeyed so far as friends. Who Lumumba is comes out because he says, we haven't been friends. Mm -hmm. Lumumba essentially is, I was going to say, the Congo, the heart of Africa, speaks to the aspirations of saying, integrity for African people. Because remember, Lumumba is informed by the works of people like Nkrumah. And mm -hmm. this, this, that wave of anti-colonial, that, that, that do what um, John Henry Clark warns that, you know, who betrayed the African Revolution? Well, these are people who are upholding it, you know. And, and so he comes to power 
um, uh, they, they do a, a lot to try to block him from ever becoming and I say they I'm talking about the Belgiums the United States and England plays a role mm -hmm. um, and uh, he actually wins the election and from the get-go they're about to take him out and mm -hmm. he and he knows it and um, I will and inevitably we end up speaking more about his debt than some of the projects he worked on, and I agree with you, I think there needs to be a lot of work doing that, but it's so obscene because the head of the quote-unquote free world has to sign off on, on, on his debt, even though the Absolutely. Belgians will be the mercenaries that will carry yeah. it out. It, it, yeah. I think it's well known that the CIA right. played a pivotal, prominent role in locating uh, Lumumba and then handing him over yeah. to yeah, and, yeah. And, and it wasn't a death. We got it. We got yeah. it clear. Right. It was a straight up assassination. grueling right. assassination. Um, I mean, his body was dipped in acid. Um, he was only in power for like a year. Is that right? Right. And he was All right. For like a little. A very short time. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. isn't well, yeah. I'll let you go. The point you mentioned about why his, the body dipped in acid is a significant part. Right. 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 Now, I'll, I'll let you talk about it. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, I mean, I, I mean, it's in the tradition of the invaders to destroy the current leadership and say we want to deny the future right to you spirit we right, right. Uh, and so they they burnt they they, they dug up the bodies the, the two mm -hmm. mercenaries or whoever that did it from belgium they they were up there on tv can you mm -hmm. imagine being lumumba's children watching Mm -hmm. these guys, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're still, the kids are, the, not kids, they're, you know, big people, watching the murderers of your family. Yeah. They have the audacity, audacity to, to, so they want to destroy not only Lumumba himself, but the message, the man, yeah. the man, the, the heart of Africa. Um, this is the same way that um, uh, we should think about lynching they, they, they could have killed black folks by just pulling them in a car and shooting them in the head. Right. They wanted to demonstrate we'll something. Message. And so, and and yeah, and the British, um, you know, you talk about ISIS, which is absolutely terrible, but, you know, the British um, buried uh, the, the, the Kenyan freedom fighters, one of the leaders, head first, mm -hmm. alive, right. you know. Um, so this is part of that same yeah. legacy, yes. Right. Right. Yeah, and and um, they point out that what they're trying to destroy is um, if people find Lumumba's bones or mm -hmm. if people could get the body and bury it somewhere as a shrine, they yeah. don't want Lumumba to be... Uh, to be held up or be the martyr. Yeah, I mean, he became yes. a martyr, but yes. to have the body to sort of mourn yeah. over or yeah. celebrate yeah. would yeah. cause yeah. it even more. Yeah. No, that, I don't want to feed into this narrative about um, evil white folks. No, 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 but you're not. I mean, just by <laughs> you're just talking about the history, and we want to talk does, a little but, bit. Uh, it's a country. Yeah, we want to talk a little bit more about that history when we come back, because oh, okay. we want to come back and talk a little bit more about the history. But we really want to talk too about what's happening today and some of the work that's happening today in the Congo and how folks can be a part of it, add on support, uh, sort of the liberation of the Congo from the outside, and really work in solidarity. You talk about renegade culture up yes. in here. Renegade culture. In the
given a chance to do it again I would probably change a few things I'd listen to me a bit more I travel the world with three brides No hate to each his own My name would no longer be wise You call me Jesus Jones Pop off the hammer for jurors Return of a prodigal son Go tell your favorite MCs To give him his style back Here he comes If Timothy Taylor was given One chance to spit it again He would rinse it till it's empty Lock up to the track like Cynthia Black youth will come to the forefront Hip-hop would feed the masses No weapon formed against us Will prosper or harass us I'd educate your babies I'd teach black men to raise them I'd civilize your ladies I'd be Captain Saver, ho If Timothy Taylor was given A second chance at life I'd tell Shahid and Kocha That what we had was right I wouldn't have let my sister Be murdered on the train tracks I wouldn't have watched my old earth Expire in the projects Yo, you back with Renegade Culture. Where's the big Yo. Renegade, the R, the, the E, is the, the N, the E, the G, the A, the D, e, the E. It's, it's Renegade. Yeah. Renegade Culture. Yeah, it's Gary. Yeah. 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 That's, that's, that's the theme song for Renegade Culture Podcast. That's his personal theme song. Yeah, yeah. That's the theme song. It's official. We never agreed on it. Official, official. Only him and whoever is behind the board over there. Everybody else loves it. He's like James Brown. He got soul. He mad he didn't think about it, you know what I'm saying? Anyway. You know how those light-skinned brothers are. Anyway. Wow. Blue, blue. We back with my man. Boop, boop. Kwame from the Friends of the Congo. I think his name is Kwame. We got Kwame. Kwame. Kwame's in the building. Alongside. Come on. See, he gonna try to throw. He gotta try to think of a slot. I got like yo, I gotta throw something. I gotta throw something. Let me hear honorable what? Straight out of Brooklyn. Brooklyn. True that. Keep on talking, brother. Straight out of New York. (laughs) All right. Used to have a perm like Al. Oh, there we go. (laughs) Not green. Did you see that picture, brother? I didn't show you that picture. Jerry Curl. I cut that all off. I cut that all off. Oh man. Mm. Bobby Brown stunt double. Ho! Yes. My prerogative. The rebel. The rebel. prerogative. Anyway, we back renegade culture. Don't mind us. I don't think we cursed this segment, which Fuck is that. quite nice. amazing. Really I, 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 I'm not cursing no more. You ain't uh, cursing? What? I came up with a solution because I, I figured. What's I figured, the solution? You came up with a solution. Not me a plan. See? What's your plan? I figure if I don't curse, yeah, then uh huh, I don't know. But anyway, <laughs> there you go. I haven't thought of another before. great plan from Kalaji. <laughs> yeah. The game, the game changer, home wrecker. My clear. man, yeah. who knows? Hey. I don't know what he's talking uh, about. The game right. changer, home wrecker. Home wrecker. You like that? Anyway, my man, Mamelo. Mr. Kwame is in the building, and we talking about the Congo. That's right. Um, I don't know what Kamal talking about. Mm-hmm. And um, besides that, uh, we wanted to go back because of the fact that there's a little thing in back on the continent called the Berlin Conference, right? Mm-hmm. And the Berlin Conference was something that that helped to get us on this track and further divide not only the continent and carve that out, but the people themselves. True. You know what I mean? So we want to kind of jump on that a little bit because of the fact that. We're trying to give folks a brief uh, Congo for dummies, a Congo 101, so to speak, <laughs> because of the fact that we think it's important that, you know, that we know what's going on. But before I say that, I, j- I just want to say, too, um, it's funny because I was speaking to an audience um, about a week ago, and one of the sisters was saying, well, you know, we have to learn, you know, these different languages or whatever. We have to learn French. We got to learn Spanish. We got to learn Portuguese. We got to learn uh, Mandarin, so on and so forth. I said, what about one of the indigenous languages from the, uh, from the continent? Sister told me, she said, well, we can't communicate with the rest of the world <laughs> if we don't have one of the main languages down pat. 
I said basically what you're saying is the oppressors won't be able to understand what it is we're saying if we're speaking our native tongue and dialect. I said perhaps we should begin to uh, build commerce and relationships with folks who look like us and keep our languages to ourselves, you know, and, and, and move forward. But it's interesting how capitalism and imperialism, colonialism has taught us so well to, to hate ourselves on so many different levels because mm. of the fact that you don't even want to own, learn your own language because of the fact that the devil can't understand what God's saying. Right. You understand know what I'm saying? It keeps us being used by sort of Europeans and Americans for their own good. Because I was, right. I was also coded, thinking so about, and I was also thinking about when we talked about the assassination of Lumumba, how I think it was USAID sponsored a cultural trip in mm. which they had Louis Armstrong come to the Congo and play hmm. to be a distraction yeah. for what was yeah. happening in terms of on the ground right. and right. all the intrigue that was taking right. place um, and shift like attention. Israel and the Palestine situation. Yeah, it's like one of those things South you Africa, said, artists over. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and you know, and Armstrong, you know, God bless him, he, he was, he's a cultural icon in the black community, but he was easily played to be an ambassador to the Congo and just to take what was given to him to do so, not understanding that this operated in a larger political context, which meant he basically, whether he liked it or not, was somebody who helped uh, uh, usher in sort of this new regime because he became a sideshow. Right, right. Rumble in the Jungle, remember? Yeah, exactly. Later on, the Rumble in the Jungle was something that... Was that 1972? 72, 73, I think, yeah. To help validate and keep uh, Mobutu as a, a figure that should be respected as opposed to somebody that we should think of as someone who is a colonial puppet, right? Um, and everybody loves Ali. We all love Ali. But he definitely was, in his yeah. mind, he was bringing something to Africa. Yeah. But of all the places in Africa to bring some something to, right. and he was no, an, Ali was an ignorant. He knew right. the history of the Congo. Right. Right. Instead, he's, he did something that was just for the money, yeah. what, whether we like it, it or not. Was right? it because of the fact that we didn't know the history of it? You know, it, yeah, it, it, and we it, didn't uh, stop them, right? We didn't put out pressure to, at the time to right. be like, I mean, but you that, can't do that there. But that's 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 our people all throughout history. We can talk about James Brown. He was black and proud, and then he went from being I'm black and I'm proud to living in America. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, you know, yeah. so it, it's all about the money sometimes. And it's, but maybe it's it goes back to what Darubo was saying. We need to talk about it. We need to keep these issues front and center, or right. else people will slip through the cracks. Like, it wasn't, in South Africa, the same thing happened. And right. it went, um, the the um, the sports boycott, which I think there needs to be a boycott of the Israeli fascist state, but um, they the people in the West Indies stood up and would not. You know, some folks went to um, uh, South Africa to play cricket, and they were <coughs> that was it. Like one one uh, the, one of the captains says, you know, I can't do that. You know, mm-hmm. the ancestors would bring down. The wrath of the ancestors would come down upon me, mm-hmm. the captain, Vivian Richards. Not the, he wasn't the captain then, but he said, and I, I couldn't do that. I couldn't sell out my people mm-hmm. for that reason. And so but the, the point you're making about accountability and our vulnerability, our vulnerability at the Berlin Conference, our vulnerability now, language in terms of who are we talking to and, and why and who are we listening to? Right. Um, so, who are we um, apologizing to? Exactly. So, um, so this 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 whole point about the fact that somebody is able to do that um, suggests that that sense of cohesion 
that sense of accountability to each other wasn't there. Well, the Europeans had it though. Yeah. Because yeah. when they found out that they were bumping heads on the continent of Africa, you know, like 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 uh, vultures mm-hmm. over well, it wasn't a carcass. They were they were eating us alive. Mm-hmm. Um, they decided to talk to each other yeah. in their own language. Right. So the Berlin Conference was in a way a kind of dialogue among you know thieves. Mm-hmm. Um, murderers, right. 1884 in Berlin, where the main colonizing powers were were there, and in that um, the U.S. was there, it didn't sign up in the background, but uh, out of that, in 1885, you know, um, you know, Leopold of Belgium okay, um, becomes king of the Congo Free State. Who recognizes the Congo Free State? United States mm-hmm. and them was one mm-hmm. of those who was supposed to be now remember revolutionary fighting against the imperialists it's, re- it's all of that but yet it signs off on yeah. this document Africans um, it wasn't only Conrad and the other folks that wrote Africa Heart of Darkness did some white folks that did expose it but there was African people who were also struggling Let Shepard who was a minister over here hailing from somewhere in the south which I need to do Again, these narratives need to be brought up yeah, because yeah. I don't know. But people contributed. Africans, even without that contact, were aware of the suffering of each other across the continent. So there were, there were Africans who were concerned about the Congos. Mm-hmm. Uh, you mentioned Walter Rodney. One of Walter Rodney's elders who's here in Atlanta, UC Koyana, points out that as he's growing up as a young boy, people in the village are talking about Congo, saying mm-hmm. Congo are high people. We have to recognize this these connections. So our language actually is... M- Sometimes, and, and I'm just saying this subjectively, we connect more than just verbally. Mm-hmm. Like we see each other and there's some things we're not going to say and don't need to say, mm-hmm. right? So we connect. <coughs> but anyway, um, these, these folks talk to each other. And yeah, they yeah, planned yeah. and they carved up Africa at the, um, the infamous Berlin conference. Um, and talk a little bit more about uh, once Leopold became sort of in charge of the Congo uh, the genocidal acts, the the cutting off of hands. Right. What was the what was that that era like for the Congolese during uh, the, the the European grab of the Congo resources? Right. Okay, think yeah. it. He, he was Hitler before Hitler. And we, I think that more than Hitler, he made Hitler look like a, a chump. So I think well, I I would only say this um, that the standard of that genocide, the standard of oppression, actually is right here in this beautiful United States, mm-hmm. in terms of what they did to the indigenous people and us. Because right. remember now, Hitler takes models what he's doing yeah, yeah. on what happened. But the, they model what they've also been practicing on the continent on us, because um, we do speak about the 10 million or something yeah, yeah. Africans who die. And it wasn't just because they didn't like black people. Yeah, It was they wanted it was greed. Yeah, you know, was working uh, people until uh, they were they they were exhausted and died, and just throwing them out, replacing them with well, others. And yeah, and yeah. actually, um, even more uh, since one one particular aspect of that is you heard of the cutting off of the hands, yes. right? Mm-hmm. Right, and so as I understand it, um, the soldiers who issued a certain amount of ammunition, let's say you got twelve rungs, when you get back to camp, if you have an empty magazine, you had to show that you used it. Effectively, you got to show 12 hands. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the reason why they were killing these people is because they, the, the economic motive of, of 
on the girdle of of um of uh, moving forward the, the western industrial revolution the automotive industry needed rubber needed copper at that mm -hmm. time needed the resources of the congo so in addition to us playing a blood sacrifice for the western in western industry does not exist without black bodies mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and the Western automotive industry does not exist without the Congo. Mm -hmm. So Bridgestone and uh, Firestone, if you dig deep enough, you'll probably find that they oh, were benefiting fr yeah. from that. So some 10 million yeah, yeah. Africans displayed. And uh, this is the cost of what we have today. We bled and suffered for yeah. it. And it's funny because you mentioned so. the indigenous folks. And I remember, um, I think it was the priest uh, Casas who documented Columbus and those journeys where they also De Las Casas. Just, yeah, to cut off the hands of indigenous folks who were supposed to be finding gold. And because they found a few pieces and around up there was not a lot of gold there, they just continued to cut off the hands of the indigenous people as well as doing other things like cutting open pregnant women's bellies and, and so forth for sport. So, yeah. And, yeah. and it, it's interesting as Kalanji references the, um, well, if you stop the bleeding here maybe you would have stopped what happened in europe i know you weren't really saying that but mm -hmm. remember that um bismarck the the the, the, the germans are in southwest africa for instance mm -hmm. um this blood letting this this terror is occurring across the continent mm -hmm. um in uh southwest africa as it was then called now in namibia the um the germans massacre the herero people which interestingly enough by, i don't know if you heard that just last week or the week before the germans returned turtle skulls to mm. the africans mm. now i said that their motive is um materialistic it's about money but sometimes i wonder before we broke i said um maybe white folks aren't that evil but you know if you think of the folks that would go to uh, a hardware store buy some buy some chains and rope, get some fuel. And that's what they're going to do yeah, on a Saturday yeah. afternoon. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. One, one could easily think, man, these people are really, this yeah. is really some serious stuff going on. But I want to I I quickly switch um, and ask you about what's happening today on the ground amongst folks who are fighting against this kind of oppression and the work that you're involved in. And to talk a little bit about... Right that work uh how people can potentially get involved right. but where do you see that work going and who's who are the forces fighting for freedom now in the congo right well friends of the congo of course is a solidarity advocacy organization that does have congolese folks involved uh, congolese you um here in the u.s and on the continent and the mission of course is uh, justice for the congolese people and the control of the resources of the congo for their own people mm -hmm. one of the major um formations that we read is uh telema t-e-l-e-m-a dot o-r-g that's the website there's a solidarity statement on there calling for justice with the uh, congolese people i point to the youth because um they have connected with folks from burkina faso um and also the Gambia. And you remember recently there was some serious struggle in Burkina Faso to roll back that counter-revolutionary mm -hmm. uh, Blaise Campari that, that killed uh, our beloved brother uh, Thomas Sankara. Yeah, yeah. And so um, there's a lot of work, as I mentioned before, being done by the Telema.org, T-E-L-E-M-A, is one of the uh, formations that uh, we work with, okay. Friends of okay. the Congo. Great, man. Um, I mean, this has been really illuminating information that people can get take with them and figure out how to get involved in this struggle and we want to do more to promote uh that work and the good work that you're doing um and so we're so happy that you came along but we're not gonna let you escape 
you without know? asking you going to our bowl of questions. This apparently is a new segment that started when I wasn't here. Hey, man. I hey. didn't approve of it. Hey. <laughs> I'm just letting you know. Hey. So Don't we got worry. other people I, who are like. I, I was there. I didn't approve, approve it. it. But it's cool. So <laughs> I'm going to go dig in this bag. I'm going to dig in this pot real that, quick. We, we, last week, I, 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 um. I dubbed it Knocker's Nonsense. Knockers, <laughs> the Knocker Nonsense Bowl. Yes, it is. So but yeah. I'm going I'm to play along. And yes, so when we course. come back, you're going to answer this question. Okay, if you were NFL commissioner, what would you change? Okay. All right, so when we come back and we do our little outro segment, we're yes. going to ask the brother. We're going to answer that question, too. Knockers, there's a lot knockers. of things I would change. Oh, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Yes. Uh, you know what I'm saying? So there's a lot of stuff to be doing. So we Renegade I'll Culture. We're going to be right back. Yeah. What's happening? It's Renegade Culture. Um, I want to I want to just say that Renegade Culture will be doing some live shows. Live. You can catch us catch us at different venues right. around the city of Atlanta. We gonna do that. And at different locations, we'll be doing some in house audiences. If you would like to be a part of Renegade Culture Studio Audience, mm-hmm. make sure you like, or excuse me, follow Renegade Culture at SoundCloud. And also um, on Instagram, Renegade Culture Podcast. And our Facebook page. we got a Renegade Culture Facebook page. Yes, indeed. So you know how to reach us. If you want to get down, you want to learn more, you want to hear about what's going on, future topics. No doubt. Throw some questions out to y'all to get some answers, and we'll talk about that on the air. So yeah. be a part of it. And check out some of the shows on the archive. We're looking at, uh, like I said, this is show 20. Um, we have a whole had a whole lot of dynamite guests. Um, the archives is crazy, so definitely make sure you go back and check it out. Um, we're here with Kwame. I was about hey. to say Kilpatrick. No, Wilbur. Hey, what? Kwame Wilbur. Wilbur. I mean, mine is Wilbur Kaepernick. Uh, Kwame Kaepernick. It's all the same. Thing. Anyway, yes, you know we we have my man Kwame Wilbur. No, res, no relation to uh, the other Wilburgs who have been inviting right. him to the Christmas party. But um, we we won't go back to our question before our, we go to Congo. Our, our bowl question. Question out the bowl. Check ready? out. Hold up. Wait, 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 wait. The bowl. We got, I got the bowl. The camera I got the right question. here. Oh, we got okay. the bowl. The yeah, it's a bowl. It's a real bowl. Orange bowl. bowl. We got a real bowl. We pulled this out. Whatever that. A man Naka came together with some props yes. and all that kind of stuff. Yes, we have a all sugar right, so bowl. The question one more time is: If you were NFL commissioner, what would you change? You're gonna allow everybody to go around and see what they're gonna change. We're gonna start with you, my guest, though. Mister. I mean, and Wilberg is the perfect. I was gonna say the perfect name. <laughs> that might be going too far. Commissioner Wilberg. Yeah, you can't. Commissioner Wilberg. Treat your guests. You know, um, we have to liberate the plantation. First of all, you know, they probably wouldn't let us. I was going to say, you can't do that as commissioner. Would you let a job? What would you do about folks kneeling doing a national anthem? Let's be more specific. Because that's the thing on their mind. I mean, you know, you serve two masters, man. The commissioner. Either serves the people and justice, or serves corporate America. We know <laughs> they're tied in. But yeah, hey, 
how about forcing the commissioner to allow people to kneel? Mm-hmm. That's a big deal. I'm just going to upset that guy in the White House. I mean, yeah, you know. fuck him. Fuck Trump. Yeah. Wow. So, my bad. Do we not, we not curse in this episode? Uh, I'm, 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 I'm a, a African monk right now, oh, so yeah, you know I'm what I'm saying? Monk. So my, my monkhood. If you were the NFL commissioner, what would you change? If I was the NFL commissioner. Now, NFL, is that Lucas for life, or what is it you're talking about? <laughs> true that, true, true. <laughs> and my man oh, Kaepernick. It. Oh, Kaepernick. Like doing all that kneeling. Yes. And the owners came to you and said, Kaepernick nigger is kneeling on the, on the, on the floor. <laughs> what? Commissioner, what are we going to do? What man, do? I say, man, you know, well, as black folks, we've been kneeling for 500 years, <laughs> and it's time for us to stand up. So uh, we can stand for Kaepernick kneeling uh-huh. and keep on willing and dealing. How about that in the words of James Brown? Yeah. Um, I, if, I, if I was the commissioner of, of the NFL, um, I would uh, definitely work towards changing policy. Yeah. Mm. Um, because of the fact that we're supposed to be, we, uh, air quotes, the land of the home of the free and the, uh, yeah, all that, the thief of the slave. I can't even lie that shit out. I can't even lie about it. But basically, um, I, I would definitely say that, you know, to each his own. Yeah. You know what I mean? But, of course, as uh, our good brother Dr. Wilberg mentioned, mm-hmm. um, we're dealing with a corporation. And the NFL is just that. It's a corporation. It, it, it's a it's a nonprofit corporation on top of that. That makes billions of dollars. Makes profit. billions of dollars. I mean, if profit. I was commission, I mean, if I, I would just play it smart and be like, let them let them do whatever he wants to do. You draw more attention to it right. by doing all of these shenanigans around trying to ban it, trying to get yeah. it, uh, trying to let the owners speak. I call the owners together, be like, look, y'all need to shut the fuck up. Mm. Let them play football. Let folks do what they're going to do. And if they, they serious about money. they if they serious about theirs, then they're going to figure out a way to take it to the next step. Sure. And if it's going to be taken to the next step, it's going to be taken to the next step off the field anyway. So right. and if I, folks are serious about what they're doing, then they're going to they they will figure out. I'm not talking about the players now. Right. Fuck a commissioner role because right. the players are the black players. Yeah. If they serious about fighting against sort of racism and white supremacy, then they're going to figure out how to band together and say, how do we build institutions in the black community? outside of this football shit. Well, if they so are just interested in football, then they should figure out how do we start building a yeah. black football league yeah. with black owners yeah. where we ain't got to respond and wait for other folks to tell us what to do and how to do something. And, you know, while we talk about that, I want to, you know, just mention Nike real quick because everybody's, uh, you know, gung-ho and talking about we should support Nike, so on and so forth. And Nike's a ruthless corporation as well. Them pieces of bloop. Um, <laughs> you know, they've been responsible for a whole lot uh, not too long ago. You know, many of us have forgotten about the fact that, uh, you know, they've been exploiting child labor. They had folks working in Indonesia uh, through a subcontractor for 14 cents an hour. They are making Nikes in the prison system, prisons around the United States and and other, quote unquote, third world countries around the planet. They've been exploiting people. So, you know, and and I'm, I'm embarrassed and ashamed. At our people who think that Nike is standing for Kaepernick, Nike's not standing for Kaepernick. Nike's standing for for a corporation. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and and and, and corporate greed. Yeah. Yes. They think they can use this as a tool. This, this thing as a tool. Yeah. It's That's like, what capitalism's about. It's on the edge. That's going to edge. And I think Kaepernick is probably smart enough to know that, right. but he thinks he's going to get something else out of it. Right. Hopefully, that's yeah. some, some paychecks that he's going right. to give out. Hey, and, 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 and get the money, Kaepernick. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, at the same time, let's not play games and let's not act like, you know, yeah, Nike, Nike's all, 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 of, all of a sudden the savior. Yeah. Who was Nike in, in Greek? The god of war? 
I mean, come on. Like, so, well, you know, you let, let's, not, let, let's, let's know. not, let's not, let's not, let's not, let's not, yeah, let's not be, let's not, you know, let's not be stupid around here, man. Let's, let's, let's work it out. Anyway, we're listening to Renegade Culture. My man pulled out some Greek history on you. No doubt. I had to go ahead. You bomb on him real quick. We ain't playing up in here. Let's get it, get it popping. Anyway. We'd like to thank our guests because of the fact that we wrapping up right now. My man, Kwame's in the building. Shout out to Kwame. You know what I'm saying? The history, the knowledge, spoke that what was going on in the Congo for all of us to understand that this war is ongoing and we must participate to help free our people. True indeed. And alongside... uh, my man uh, Kamal's back. We got. Oh, I feel like we got. We got. We got the damn KKK up here tonight. We got Kwame Kamal and Kalanji. Oh, oh, <laughs> I'm embarrassed man, to say this. Oh, I Horrible. Since I talk about the God of War. I take no responsibility anyway, me neither. But our KKK don't stand for that. It stand for Kill Crackers and Crackers. Oh, <laughs> so anyway. Renegade Coach. Yes. <laughs>